0: Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per light hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per check card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us points. Welcome back to the In the Points podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe. We are live following the Monaco Grand Prix. Drama-filled race, but at its core, hard to not watch with the thought that Formula One has just passed this circuit by. The rain brought out controversy for why the race was delayed, I couldn't tell you. And Ferrari struggled to out-strategize their championship rivals, the Red Bull Oracle Racing Team. Only completing 64 laps, the race was full of spin-outs, racing incidents, and another mega shunt from Mick Schumacher. It was looking to be an easy race victory for the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc until errors on the Ferrari pit wall plagued Charles twice, putting him behind Checo, Sainz, and then Max Verstappen. From there, the race was pretty much set, with Red Bull finishing 1-3 and three, and Carlos Sainz returning to the podium in P2. All of that, plus we have contract chatter, listener emails, and how the In the Points boys plan to fix the Monaco Grand Prix. Let's go racing. Podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe. I'm your host, Matt Dotil. Joined as always with me are my co hosts, Sam Russell, Stefano Sedano. Guys, welcome back this week. Good to be back.
1: Uh, that was a bizarre weekend, um, but good to be back and good to chat with the boys. No
2: words, no words,
1: shambles
0: yeah Wow, channeling the inner charles leclerc right there no words at the end of that race we have a lot to talk about with the monaco grand prix it was Almost manufactured drama because of the rain. Thank God for the rain, to be honest. Because without the rain, we would have had absolutely nothing to talk about. Uh, I I mean, it was an absolute bizarre weekend. It started even with Sam's picks being up at the sportsbook. Matchup bets were not even allowed to be bet. It was pretty pretty sad for those following the Sam picks bets last week. We were super excited to be at an actual sportsbook to maybe bet the the lines live, see how those would fan out on track, and at seven thirty in the morning, an hour and a half before a race was supposed to get kicked off, Sam couldn't even bet the lines. What was going on there?
1: It's a joke. Um, Caesar Sportsbook at Turning Stone should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, they were scared for, I guess they heard that we were there, and that's why they didn't had have to the one. One, They they were scared, but yeah, no, no race lines uh, in person, so we had to stick to the handy-dandy offshore uh, bookie, and still 2-1 and one in matchups, uh, but uh, yeah, Overall, just not my, not the greatest weekends. I think you can chalk that up to the rain, the bizarre conditions uh, though. Everything was just weird this weekend. That's, that's the best way to describe it. Just a weird weekend. Kind of want to, you know, bury the tape on this one and and just forget about it.
0: Yeah. You know, two and one on race matchups, and that's pretty damn impressive considering at Monaco, it's a track that Stefano described in his blog and on the podcast last week, more of a grand procession. You factor in the rain, and to be honest, like you had to, you had to throw some picks out to the, to the listeners. But to be honest, it's a weekend that like going forward, nobody should even like touch those lines. Cause it's just nothing happens on track. And, stefano i mean we're gonna dive right into it guys we we have a lot to talk about we have a short amount of time you know we're gonna talk about the the weather conditions crashes the ferrari debacle obviously the red bull success i've got my red bull up in hand i've got my max verstappen hat i got my max verstappen sweatshirt so you know i'm just gonna crack this guy's right in your face thanks to to a great weekend for the bulls the boys winning the the constructors and the drivers gonna have a nice celebratory sip of this and you know but uh, but look guys stefano i know you've been itching for this weather delays what Uh, the hell uh, was going on with the weather delays in monaco fia at it again
2: i tuned into the race and i honestly was it was touch and go i thought i was going to be late for the race and tuned in right at right on time just to see a weather delay then on top of that, they tack on another weather delay and then another weather delay. Furthermore, there was like there was a solid chunk of time where there could have been some racing, where there was either no rain or very minimal rain. Um, and the FIA didn't take advantage of that. They should have sent the cars out, let them complete some laps. And then once the rain came in, make the call then. And even then, when the rain came in, it came in pretty light. You could have pitted in for wets, and then once the, once the heavy rain came in, you could have red flagged the race and carried on whenever, whenever the rain stopped. I don't understand. These teams are supplied with wet weather tires for a reason, and you're not letting them use it. I, I don't know about this one, man. I don't know. I,
0: I mean, I mean I this goes back pit. to the, the debate we had a while back with the older drivers and the newer drivers. I mean, maybe these guys just don't know how to drive in wet conditions. Like, you know, I mean, no, no, think I'm, not, like- I'm
2: not having that. I'm not having that. They are they drive on another track. Say Bahrain, well actually it doesn't really rain in the desert, but say Monza. Say say you're raining in Monza, uh racing in Monza, it starts to rain. The drivers can drive there just fine. The you drivers know? can yeah, the drivers can, the drivers did fine in Imola. The drivers they know how to drive in the wet. Not, furthermore, they have tires specifically designed for their cars to drive in the wet. And you're not sending them out on a track where it's relatively slow as it is, you know, you're not really risking a whole lot, you know, sure. You might have someone like, uh, Nicholas Latifi who's going to crash on, on the formation lap, but I mean, that's a given anyway, that can happen in the dry.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you said guys can drive with wet tires. I was gonna say well Latifi couldn't even manage through the formation lap because he he had to drive his wing right into the the Nouvelle chicane, I believe. Um,
2: I, I think it was uh, I think it was the the hairpin the the hotel hairpin. And, yeah, uh, it was. It was right yeah.
0: around there, and. But, you know, somebody, my guy, incredibly vocal, Max Verstappen doesn't understand why we're not racing. Sam, you hate Max Verstappen. You got you have to be on the same page with him on this one. Yeah, no, I am. Let, let the guys race. Uh Let them
1: race. Yeah, let them race. And that, that whole thing at the beginning was a joke. It's just handled so poorly. But they always get it wrong. So it's like, what it's not surprising. The FIA, F1, they always get this stuff wrong and just never push the right buttons here. And they didn't again. They should just let them race. And then the time limit... So I I like the time limit. I understand the concept of it, and I think if applied correctly, it's a good rule. So like if if weather's still in play while time's running out, and they they might get called off again, fine, put the time limit in, um, that's fine. But when everything's clear and they're gonna finish like easily within you know like a small amount of time, just let them finish the race. Uh, I think that race could have actually been a lot more exciting, and we kind of got robbed of maybe a, a interesting finish signs might've tried to make a move, something could have happened. Um, so I think we were kind of robbed of, um, a, a, an interesting ending and we might've had a, a situation where people weren't left with a bad taste in their mouth the way we were at the end of this race. If we just got 20 more laps or whatever it was. So the whole time limit rule I think was botched. Um, but again, like I said, the FAA never seems to get this stuff right. So it's just not surprising anymore. Yeah. It was like two points, Sam, two points.
2: To, to what you said, if, if the FIA had let the race play out, absolutely, we would have seen something different. Checo's tires were on their absolute last leg. Even Max pointed it out near the end of the race. He radioed to the team, Checo's tires are gone, okay? If that race had finished, what was it, 10 more laps, something like that, Checo would have, if he kept on the same tires, he would have been into the wall, okay? If that race was going for the full amount, I think science would have won, first of all. Uh, and to your second point regarding, uh, the time limit, you know, when you have a weather delay on top of a weather delay on top of another weather delay, I think at that point, the entire time where the two hour limit would have started should be moved up. Right. It should start. It should start when the race starts. You know, if you have one, if you have one weather delay, I'm fine. That's fine. You know, keep it the way it is, but, but you can have three weather delays stacked on top of each other you have to move the start time of that 2 hour limit ahead and the FIA definitely botched it this it was a was really cute. poor this was a poor weekend for the FIA here
1: it was really starting to get good like the last 10 minutes of the race i might be in the minority but i thought it was pretty exciting like they were bumping was the like going slow but the, seeing those four cars Checo signs Max and like on top of each other through those corners it, it was cool like visually it was It was pretty cool to see that. So I think with ten more laps, we would have. It would have been awesome. It would have been great. So we were we were robbed of uh, a good finish again. Thank you, FIA.
2: Egg on face for the FIA. Shame on them.
0: Yeah, running out of eggs and And guys, and they're running out of faces. They are, and and honestly, too, it's just another clear lack of consistency from the FIA. You flash back to Spa last year. Race was delayed multiple times due to rain. They tried to do multiple formation laps. They suspended the starting grid formation. They 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 did another rain delay. Actually, Sergio Perez crashed on his formation lap. Michael Massey, Sam, your favorite guy, let them go back into the pit. He was supposed to start from the, uh, the pit lane if the race were to resume. He they red flagged it before they even did the starting grid. He got back into the pits. He was able to rejoin the grid. It continued to rain. They did another delay. Then they did two laps under a safety car, and they gave, I think, 50% points before they did the entire new way of like, if you do 25% of the race, you get 25% of the points. And that was, I think, Verstappen and George Russell was in second because he qualified up brilliantly on the Williams last year. But it's just another inconsistency. If you applied the exact same logic of Monaco this weekend, you should have applied it to Spa last year. And what they applied to Spa last year was nothing the way they applied it to Monaco this weekend. So it's just, it's more like, this is what gets me so worked up is the lack of consistency that the FIA brings to every single race weekend. It's It's the way way they
1: write all the rules, the subjectivity that it takes to make all the calls in this. It'll never generate consistency with any of the rules. So it's across the board. It's just a joke.
2: The only thing that I think that they're trying to sort of like pit this against is safety. You know, I'm reminded unfortunately of uh, some years back at Suzuka when Jules Bianchi was tragically killed. Um, right. but if you, if, if you apply the sort of, you know, we we're looking out for the driver's safety logic, then why even, why even bother racing in the wet, you know?
0: Yeah, why bother? Because to be honest, Stefano, like I at least understood Spa last year. It did not look like the rain was ever going to let up. And actually on the radio- That bar, was a
2: deluge remember, last year.
0: Yeah, and on the broadcast, people were talking about doing a Monday star because they were like, it's not going to clear up at all. And they're like, you know what? To Sam's point, it's not going to clear up. It's not going to be a a position where we can actually race, you know, even two hours under safe conditions. It's going to be very, very wet. I mean, I remember watching that. If you were on pole like Max was, you had absolutely no problem racing at Spa. The first car behind him, it was complete. You couldn't see anything. It was like a joke with the spray. So like, I understand that. But to your point, Sam, at Monaco, after like the first hour and a half of delays, it was clear. So just don't start the race until an hour and a half later and then race the full limit and don't put a time limit on it. Like it's just it's They it's, never get it right. They never get it Especially right. Especially
2: with Monaco, because Monaco has its own we'll get into that later on when we discuss the intricacies of Monaco, but they have their own sort of nuances and proclivities there that sort of preclude them from A lot of uh the fia's restrictions and regulations and they can get away with a lot of stuff but and they're gonna hang their hat
0: on so much the mick schumacher crash that mega second shunt of the year for him whereas i was in the dry though i know but they're gonna hang their hat it wasn't that bad either it wasn't it it wasn't that bad it looked worse than it is but they're gonna the fia is gonna hang their hat on and say If we had raced earlier under these conditions, look at what could have happened, and it happened in a dry condition. These guys are so corrupt. Oh, it makes me absolutely freaking sick. And
2: speaking of Mick, uh, before we go any further, uh, just want to say glad that he's okay. That was a massive crash. Um, The whole. I think. I think we all share that same sentiment. We never want to see drivers crash, Uh, so we're glad that Mick is all right there.
0: Yeah, and glad that Daniel Ricciardo i glad that Danny Ricardo's car is okay from qualifying the day before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: uh guys so let's let's actually get on to the actual race itself i mean the the thank god though as much as we hated all the the drama and the delays or everything like it was an equalizer it clearly the the wet conditions applies in f1 just like it does in a lot of other sports like golf sam you always say that wet conditions it kind of neutralizes the playing field that's probably you know what happened to your bets this weekend it just neutralized like a bad vegas line center having rain out there but guys the actual race itself Three stopper, or sorry, two three stints, two stopper. They went wet, intermediates, and then slicks. Someone just from wet to slick. Someone immediately to intermediates, like Pierre Gasly, who had a great race. But it was a pretty crazy race. And we actually need to shout out a fan listener, longtime listener, huge friend of the program. He is Nicholas B from from Cambridge, United Kingdom. He sent in an email saying. How about that disappointment this weekend for Leclerc in his own backyard? What was up with the Ferrari strategy? And how did they manage to mess up that positioning in the most boring, he put it in all caps, boring track of the year? Who knows? But. In the points has been a great addition to my podcast library. Shout out to the cast of Loaded Nail Gun hosts, Matt, Sam and Stefano, making this podcast sound like aisle 12 at Home Depot. He must be a huge United States fan to be in to know and reference Home Depot. He knows where we're from. Uh, he's very informative. Bunch of other must stuff fired up. That. But Nick B from, from Cambridge, UK, guys, we're going to talk about this. This was on our list. Thanks for Nick B for sending in a, a fan email for the topic of the week, Ferrari, Sam. Stefano you guys are big Ferrari guys this year I said it about a week or two ago I said do you guys hit the panic button and I said actually Ferrari I think struggles with strategy decisions compared to like Red Bull and Mercedes I think in years past we've seen Mercedes in my opinion is like the king of strategy I think they're like head and shoulders above everybody else in the field I think Red Bull is pretty damn good I feel like this was like Ferrari showing they haven't been in the fight for a constructor or drivers in a long time, and they've been trying to get some rust off. But Stefano, describe to us what happened, because you were watching it live, freaking out. What happened with their pit stops?
2: So they started the drivers on wets, like, like, every, like everybody else on the field. Um, then they pitted uh, Leclerc in for intermediates, and I believe signs stayed out. Yes. Um. And then signs signs himself called his own strategy. Yeah. He went to pit immediately from wets to Slicks. Got what he wanted. Went into the pits for Slicks. Then they weirdly called in Charles again, uh, to I think go on to Slicks himself. But they got the they got the timing wrong and they pit it. They double stacked the pit, uh, the pit stop. So uh, Leclerc came in behind signs and was held up behind him while signs was getting his tires changed and that cost him a lot of time. Because uh, he was waiting for signs to pit, that cost him a, I believe, two point six or two point seven seconds. Then he lost the time in the pits getting his own tires changed. And you heard the pit crew uh, radio over to to Leclerc. It was a little bit too late, but they go, no, 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 stay out, stay out, stay out. Don't stop, don't stop. He already into the pit lane. Yeah, he's already in the pits at that point.
0: Well, so this was crazy because Ferrari was starting one-two. Charles on pole, signs on on third, and then Checo third. Or sorry, signs on second. Checo was third, and Max was fourth. So I believe when they pitted Charles to go on inters. Red Bull also pitted uh, Sergio and Sergio came out ahead if I remember correctly yes, of yes, Charles Leclerc. Yes, and so they botched the first stint or the second the first pit on the first stint. And Max yeah. was still behind. So it was the race leader was Carlos Sainz still on wets, Checo Perez who was actually gaining a lot of ground on those intermediates, then Charles Leclerc, then Max Verstappen.
2: Yeah, what happened was I think Ferrari definitely hit the panic button right then and there. And then got the call wrong on the next set of pits.
0: Right. And then so, Charles uh, then ends up, then actually they pit signs, to your point on slicks, accidentally double stack Charles. They double stack the bulls and then Checo does an unbelievable outlap. He goes ahead nice. of Carlos and then Max does a pretty damn good outlap too. He gets ahead of, 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 um, Charles, Chuck, Leclerc, Chuck, Chuck, Leclerc, he fielded it and it was just like, it was like almost the order of the race was, I don't even know how that happened. It was like everybody shifted around places and Charles got the worst to boot. I'm like, what the hell was going on? Sam, I what wish, was happening?
2: I wish I could have gotten more camera angles there, but due to the unique nature of the Monaco Grand Prix and their unique broadcasting rights, we were shown something irrelevant on the track. I believe it was, I believe it was Lance Stroll again. Sorry, Sam.
1: No, good shout out there because the cameras at Monaco, I hate and it like ruins the whole race for me. But um, what a disaster. Pathetic, totally pathetic. And let me just say this. Chuck Leclerc will not win the driver's championship. Ferrari will not win the constructor's championship if they don't clean up this BS. Because you you can't win championships screwing stuff like that up. Um, and, and it wasn't even like that confusing for what, for what they were doing. They just totally botched it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. It was, it was just shocking to watch it all go down. That's back-to-back races. Chuck had it in, in the grasp of his hands would have won going away. If they just, you know, just nailed the strategy and they didn't even come close. They botched it. And signs, I mean, signs that he, he braced a great race. Nailgun race by him. And he would have won the race if it wasn't for the time. Limit. Ozo Latifi holding him up. Um, he, he would have won the, he would have won the race. So that was a bummer. He, I thought signs was, um, was fantastic. And to see him kind of come so close. um Latifi's now my Bolton board because. He just stole my signs moment away from me. yep um, he would have won the race. so that was a big time bummer. But Ferrari was the the clown of Sunday. I can't believe what I was watching. They totally botched that race and they got to clean it up or they will just be stuck behind Red Bull because like you said, Matt, Red Bull just far and away blows them out in the strategy department. They yeah. always nail it. You never see them do something like this. And now Ferrari's become known for it. So that, that could end up being the difference at the end of the year. Guys, it's almost like it's almost like the drivers for Ferrari have
2: to call their own strategies from now on. You saw signs do do it. You saw signs and he nailed it. He radioed to the team. I want slicks.
0: And to be honest with you, it had a great race. And to be honest with you, Signs nailed it in the only reason he didn't finish P one to Sam's point. He got held up by a Williams for probably like two and a half seconds on the Monaco track. When he comes out of the pits, he got stuck behind that back marker.
1: Bozos on Sunday. Bozos
0: brutal. And Albon was even worse. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't even like close. And honestly, like you, you rewatch the race. It's like almost like Ferrari had tunnel vision on max and Charles and they did, they forgot about Checo doing like I think his times like five six seven seconds better on the intermediates so he was gaining on Carlos signs and they put in some great laps um I mean guys what about what do you what about the pit exit camera angle speaking of camera angles you guys see the pit exit with Max Verstappen like we couldn't even see the review not get not having a clear video of
1: that is just a joke it's a joke. It's like, imagine watching an NFL game. where not being able to see the, the, the- yeah. like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. I, I, it's unfathomable that they don't have a camera there and we can't see it. The sick thing it's, is
2: too, like it, we went from, we went from a race in Spain that almost had too many cam- camera angles to a race in Monaco where they almost don't even want to show us the race.
0: And you know what i would have been glad if they didn't show us this race i could have read about it online and probably had the exact same outcome uh i mean to be honest with you guys too i'm a big max guy it did look like he crossed that pit exit line like in the, i know we the,
1: the angles that i saw i didn't think it did i'm i'm glad they didn't overturn that because i don't think there was anything clear enough to show that he that he did
0: no i mean what i'm saying is you could definitely not overturn it with the evidence that they had but like it was so close that I thought he actually went over the pit lane, which was pretty crazy for me to say. But I mean, guys, and honestly, but th- like I said, thank God we had the rain and all that, because we did like as bad as it was for Ferrari and like it sucks that they got they got out strategied, they got outplayed, and good win for Checo. But like that was pretty clear that those two four cars, those two teams, they're so on top of each other in pace. Like the next closest one was probably, what, 20 seconds behind? Like, those those two teams are just literally in a total league of their own. And then, I mean, part of it, too, was what? You had, you had uh, Fernando Alonso holding up the pack, and then behind them was, was George Russell thir- 12 seconds back, and then Lando Norris 12.2 seconds back. And Fernando Alonso, what was he doing? He was 46 seconds behind behind um, Sergio Perez.
2: According to, according to commentators like Martin Brundle, that was definitely uh, <laughs> a move to, let's say preserve one's tires. Well, and we're going so, to, totally I'm, I'm using, I'm using that suspiciously, I guess I'm using, the term, I'm using the term preserve very liberally too. Uh, you know
0: why? Because I went back through the data. He put in like the fastest lap during that stint. Like, at some point he put in like the fastest lap. Now, now he didn't get a penalty. Can someone
1: explain that to me? Why that is uh, not illegal?
0: Yeah, uh, you can just you're uh, you can allowed to go whatever pace you'd like and it just sucks that like he's not brake testing people. He's going he's like trying to manage his tires and it just sucks cuz Monaco's a track where you can't do. It. I mean, Danny Ricardo did it in Red Bull like 3 or 4 years ago where he couldn't even get to like I think 7th or 8th gear and he just was able to, like manage his tires and nobody could take could overtake him because he was just I mean he's not driving dangerously he's just not driving fast.
1: It's
2: I honestly think uh Fernando was <laughs> I think he had it in his head that he wanted to troll Lewis a little bit. Agreed. I, saw, I, I do I, too. I, I agree. If it I, wasn't I Louis, saw this Fernando, I saw this thing on the internet where they asked Fernando they go was it was it difficult to keep Hamilton behind you and Fernando goes very easy, extremely easy.
0: Speaking of Hamilton guys, we got to talk about this. I mean Mercedes, we thought they were going to be totally back for this race. We had them all on the podium. We had Red Bull nowhere near it. Red Bull double podium this weekend. We thought it was a Ferrari weekend. Honestly, without wet conditions, it was 100% a Ferrari weekend. Like, not even another race he
2: was cruising to victory on. Yeah. Again. Over by his crew
0: yeah i mean like i said last week i it was a ferrari weekend i think free practice probably you guys were a little bit more nervous in free practice than you expected because we didn't think the red bulls were going to be anywhere close and it, like i said it was going to come down to some type of strategy play granted the rain factored in however lewis hamilton again complaining about porpoising sam we, we thought we figured this out in spain like what what's going on what's like lewis was complaining all practice weekend long about guys yeah. oh, so bad I'm hoping to just
1: chalk it up that Monaco is such a weird course um, and these cars are different and so big that, that it's just a kind of a, a product of that and not that the car took a step back. But yeah, I don't know. It's concerning to to see them perform like that after having such momentum coming out of Spain, but it's, I don't know. It's true. Like we said, weird weekend, weird, weekend, yeah. weird stuff happened. Um, we're going to bury the tape on this and we're just going to move on.
0: Yeah, and we have to. And and we'll talk later in the races. We have a couple more things left to, on the race to talk about, about Monaco's grand procession in, in more detail. And yeah, it sucked. I mean, I was really hoping to see Mercedes back on the podium. It's it's good to have three teams battling at the top in the, for the sport. And like right now we're getting a, a replay of last year, but just swapping out Ferrari with actually probably putting Red Bull into the Mercedes bucket and then Ferrari into the Red Bull bucket, both in times of how they set up their cars race pace in terms of straight line speed and in like Red Bull last year was just like scrapping together to try and beat. like, it just, it's very, very interesting this year. I agree though. I think Baku it's a little bit more uh, manageable than it is in Monaco. It's back to the more longer straights. There's some twisty parts, but probably Mercedes car. I agree. Chalk it up to Monaco guys. Checo Perez first race, win of the year, second with Red Bull third of his career. Fourth, as a Mexican, four Mexican race wins in the history of Formula One. Checo has three. You guys were all over the Red Bull team in Spain for team orders saying they won't let Checo win a race. They won't let Checo win a race. They won't let Checo win a race. Well, he got his race win. What do you guys have to say for yourselves after that?
2: Well, Checo deserved the race win. And honestly, there was nothing Max could do to prevent it. Uh, Checo had the pace over him the entire weekend. And even there, even in the final stages of the race, when Checo was clearly struggling with his tires, Max radioed over to the pit crew, Checo's tires are gone. And I interpreted that as Max trying to get an underhanded advantage over Checo, where if the, if the team noticed him really start to struggle, They would tell him to move over for Max.
0: Okay, come on, Stefano, give me a break. He's right. We've heard tons of people on the team radio, including Lewis Hamilton in years past, saying stuff like that, including Checo Perez. This, come on, I get it. I'll give you
2: that. But look at what happened. Look at what happened in the in the in the race right before. Okay, they were all Red Bull was ready to bend over and give Max whatever he wanted. Yep. Okay. And now in this next race, you're in this next race. Max is going to Max is going to put it in their ear that Checo's struggling. What's if there wasn't the whole conflagration after after Spain? I can cl- I can very easily see Red Bull saying to Checo, Checo, ease up, let Max through. He's ahead of you hard? on points. He's fighting for he's fighting for a world championship. Well, guess what? Checo won. He's now in the in the fight for a championship. Matt,
1: Matt. I'm going to I'm going to read a quote from an ESPN article titled Max Verstappen's dad, Joe's blast Red Bull strategy at Monaco Grand Prix. Max was not helped by the chosen strategy. It turned completely to Checo's favor. That was disappointing to me. And I would have I I would have liked it to be different for the championship leader. That sums up what Max and his dad think should be happening, that he should just be getting the perfect strategy. And let me just say this. If Red Bull had a chance. To put Max in front on Sunday, they would have. They just didn't. It, it, it couldn't happen. There was no point that it made sense to, to put Max in that position over Checo. So that's the only reason it didn't happen. They just oh. didn't have the opportunity to do it. And Clown Boy Joe's Verstappen's quote kind of proves the way the Verstappen's feel that he should get the strategy no matter what. And if it's possible, Max should be ahead of Checo in every single race. And the only reason it didn't happen is because it couldn't have happened on Sunday. And all Jose is doing is just, uh, you know, validating what Stefan and I have been saying for the past two weeks, that they're out to sabotage Checo if it means getting max wins. They just couldn't do it on Sunday. Sam, that's a, that's a leap and a stretch.
0: Now, it's just, let me let's, hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on. That's a leap and a stretch. First and foremost... I'm not a big Yost for Stappen fan. That guy is way too involved when
2: he was a, when he was a driver.
0: <laughs> way too involved in the team operations dynamics. He's been asked by the team before to like leave the paddock and get out. He's like so. First off, as a Max Verstappen fan, I don't want Yost Verstappen anywhere fricking near the paddock. That guy is cancerous. He's toxic. And the first leap that you made is that that's the views of Max Verstappen. Yost is like a narcissist sociopath. Absolutely not. Second, strategy to help arguably the number one driver in today's day and age or like the future of the sport. I'm not saying he's not the I'm not saying Lewis is not the goat. Lewis is the goat. Schumacher's the goat. But on the current grid, Max Verstappen right now has the star power and the capabilities to become the next Schumacher, the next Lewis Hamilton. So to say that Red Bull's not thinking we want to get Max to have as many title wins as Lewis Hamilton and Schumacher. That's obvious. That's obvious as a fan of the sport and as a fan of Red Bull. Now, to then equate Yost's comments to that Christian Horner in Red Bull and Helmut Marco are deliberately sabotaging. They are. Checos races. That is the leap that I'm saying you're making. We also saw, we all saw, that happened, that we all saw what happened We also saw, saw what happened in Spain. Spain. We, all we saw also saw what happened in, in
1: Monaco. And let me say this after the backlash that Red Bull got last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Horner and the boys in the garage heard what I had to say. They, they also couldn't do it again. Their hands were tied. There was too much outrage. So it would have been really tough for them to do it in back-to-back weeks. But I do think it's funny. If Horner didn't sabotage Checo last weekend in Spain, he'd be tied with, with our boy Chuck in second and only three points off of Max. We'd have a legit fight. Um, but he got sabotaged, so we don't have that tight fight. Even with the sabotage, just... Sam, we have a legit fight. Checo's do, not going do, away. Do, Checo's
2: not going away.
1: Oh, he he's he won't be allowed to get any closer than he is right now. You guys pushing happen. this
0: narrative is so crazy. It's you so are insanely, insanely crazy. crazy. Yose, Yose Max, this is the first the time Red Bulls had a number two driver able to even keep up with Max. The, the Verstappens
1: think it's owed to him. Oh, give me a break. The, the Verstappens
0: break. think it's owed believe to it, him,
1: and they're going to continue to sabotage Checo to make sure that it's given to them.
0: I can't like the leap you're making is jumping from one side of the Grand Canyon to the other right now. Yost Verstappen's comments are deplorable, and I don't support any of them. To to, to say that Christian Horner, who just gave Jacko Perez a two-year extension. A two-year extension. Yeah, two here's year. two. Here's two years. Thanks for letting us sabotage you. Oh, give me a break! And what was Valteri Bottas? Just some, just a good guy. And and Toto Wolf didn't use him as a punching bag. Come on, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, Sam. You yeah. were happy to it, let Valteri Bottas? At least they didn't make it up. obvious. At least they didn't. Oh, come on. Up. It was very oh, obvious. Sam. They made
2: it. They made it blatantly obvious. Not as obvious is. as
0: what we saw in Barcelona. Yes, it was blatantly. I. Oh, you want me to go back and pull those seven quotes up just from last oh, year the, alone? The
1: ones taken out of context that had nothing to do with what happened in Barcelona
0: do it again oh give me a break you're telling me that here's the one thing I've admitted Checo is the number two driver and so should and honestly everyone thought George Russell was gonna be the number two driver and Lewis is stunk in the same car and that sucks Max has clearly been the number one driver Checo is clearly the number two driver and to say that like they're sabotaging his race like no again what happened in this past weekend once again they pitted Checo first again to try and get him track position against Charles and, and and actually if you really really dissect this race the way that I would expect you to they did mess up the strategy to let Max in first because what they wanted to have happen is Checo on inters to hold up a Ferrari then Max could catch up on the inters and then pit Max onto slicks and then have track position with Checo as a yeah pump. right they, they were, they max, they they were, were trying to get the strategy. No. Exactly. That's they they ended up forgetting. That's our that. that's our exact point.
1: Is that no, they, I'm saying? They tried to, it's not like they were Taylor made giving Checo the sabotage, strategy.
0: Sabotage. Like they're trying to sabotaging is like, hey, we're gonna fuck up the pit stop and not like be able to take the right tire that's off. That's not car. far off
1: what they did in Barcelona. No,
0: again, again. These guys are very, and I'll admit this to every single fan out there, every single person that listens to this podcast. If you don't watch Red Bull, and honestly going forward, even on Ferrari, and not think that when they're pitting signs or Checo, that it's with the intention of trying to play a strategy game to get Charles and Max back into a race. You are delusional. That is what every team does. It's what they do. That's why they started George Russell on hard tires for Miami and Lewis on mediums, because they wanted to get data on the hards and then hope that Lewis could just breeze past him. Like the teams mix the strategies no all the time. No. No one's arguing what but you said. to decide. equate that to sabotaging a race or that they failed to sabotage well, a race. You just described is now what
1: happened in Spain.
0: We- <laughs> Team orders is not sabotage. We'll
1: just continue to disagree on this one
0: yeah i guess we will i mean he signed a two-year extension what do you guys have to say about that
1: thank you checo for letting us sabotage you he could have so said no he's over some we can more. have max's dad be in the press and just trashing you for the next
0: two years sam if you were checo perez would you have signed the two-year extension if you were that upset i don't know i mean i don't know I mean, they didn't have a gun to his head and say sign or else he could have chosen I There's
1: places for him to go I, i'm not saying that he's in a bad place he's going to continue being a, in a top car But that's not to say that He's not getting sabotage, so that. How man. much did he sign for? Does, does anybody know?
0: Undisclosed at this moment, but I'm sure we'll get some leaks in the coming weeks. Most of the time, I imagine, that's how I imagine it's.
2: Uh, I imagine it's a bag full of money, a bag yeah, of
0: cash. <laughs> well, I mean, can you blame Red Bull? This is the first number two driver they've had. No, in he's years He's great with us.
1: He's he's great at what he does, and he and he picked up the pieces on Sunday. He had a great race on Sunday.
0: I'll bet either one of you would swap him out for Carlos Sainz on Ferrari right now. Absolutely, I would swap
2: him out for Charles Leclerc. Honestly,
0: Checo's Checo's Whoa. great. He's amazing. Whoa, swapping him out for Charles Leclerc. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that.
2: I happen to be a pretty big Checo fan. Wow, he's a great he, guy. Wow,
0: okay, didn't know that. All right, a little bit. I, of I, I
2: I I was in the closet about being a Checo fan.
0: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> Pride Month, so you can come out of the closet for that one. So, uh, hell yeah, fire it up. Yeah. So, guys, I mean. So just round up this this race. Good for Checo though. You know, Sammy told me, hey, talk to me when he has as many wins as Bottas over five seasons. He's been one and a half with Red Bull and he's got two. So at that rate, he's probably going to be trending way more than what Bottas had. So well, I'll take he, that. Let I me mean, you
1: know after he wins his fourth. But no, yep. good, good, good for Checo on Sunday. Checo. He, was there to pick,
0: he was there to pick up the pieces. Yeah. And, uh, in Checo. Yeah. Great win for, for Red Bull. Sorry,
1: sorry can, to Yosf uh, Verstappen. Sorry yeah. that your boy couldn't get the win. Yeah, maybe. Don't apologize to. Don't
2: apologize to, to, Yos. Yos. Oh, don't apologize he to Yos. He lives vicariously through his son. He, he does. Is, Sorry, he's, Yos. he's miserable that he, in a ten-year F1 career, he's only had two podiums and seventeen total points. Get out of here, Yos. Get well, out of here.
0: Luckily for Max, he lives in Monaco. So if Yos tried to leave him at the corner of a gas station and drive away after this race for not winning. Max could probably just find his way home, which is another crazy story. But so, guys, speaking of, of contracts, I've been saying this for, what, five, six weeks now before Miami, Danny Ricardo is not going to be in a Formula One racing seat next year. Now, that's an aggressive take considering there's a lot of seats open on the grid. However, I also said he will not be in a McLaren next year and comments from zach brown over the weekend are insane first off after spain they interviewed danny ricardo who he had a horrible race especially compared to teammate with tonsillitis and he just looked atrocious he said yeah i'm gonna have to talk to zach about next year why he has a three-year contract he's he's a three-year contract with with mclaren what does he have to talk to zach brown about then this past weekend zach brown yeah, there's, there's several ways that we actually can get out of this contract if we have to. I mean, Stefano, you didn't believe me. What, what do you think now? Danny Ricardo, is he going to be racing with McLaren next year? Absolutely not. No way. Not,
2: not, not, unless, not unless there's a tremendous turn of form where you can overtake Lando. Um, I still think that he'll be in Formula One to some capacity, but definitely not at McLaren.
0: The seats are closing. Seats are closing. I think Pierre Gasly is going to go to McLaren.
2: Who's going to fill Pierre Gasly's seat?
0: Uh, Yuri Vips. <laughs> is, that,
2: is that confirmed?
0: Why not? He's the Red Bull driver. He did the test last, like, two weeks ago. Why would you waste money on an aging, bad Danny Ricardo when you can give Yuri Vips the Red Bull, again, a sister team, AlphaTauri to Red Bull, put him in alongside Yuki and give him some, some F1 races? Why waste the money on it? I,
2: I, I honestly don't hate that, but...
1: I, I think know. you need a veteran besides Yuki. So actually, now that you say it, I think Ricardo makes sense there.
0: Yeah, he's. I'll put it this way. Ricardo's not going back to the Red Bull family, either by choice of his or by choice of Red Bull. I do not think that they left on good terms.
1: Yeah.
2: Also, and, Ricardo's a little bit too marketable to not have an F1. He's like Fernando Alonso. Not yeah, to the same, another person. Well, he, doesn't the, he doesn't have the same star power as, as Alonso, but he's still very marketable especially in Australia.
0: We'll, we'll spare the listeners with our entire contract review discussion like we did a couple of weeks ago, but I'm just saying things are starting to fall a little bit more in place for Gasly being in McLaren next year and Ricardo potentially being out of an F1C. And again, he's been racing so bad the past two years. Why would any team spend any money on him? He's not that marketable. If you're that bad, like, it doesn't matter. All these teams, like I mean... Sam, what do you think? I, I personally think he's out of F one. He's.
1: It's becoming more clear that he's gonna. He's not going to be there next year. I don't know if he'll. If he'll find a seat, but. I mean, yeah, he's he look he looks like he doesn't want to be there. He looks super unmotivated. He just looks like he's having a bad time. His quotes are just kind of like sad and somber. I don't know. It's it's all really weird. He just he just seems like he doesn't care. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't see him at McLaren next year. That car is too good to be have to be having some guy. Not that it's a great car, but it's, it's good enough to not be having some guy who just doesn't care and finishing seven points or seven spots behind his partner who's been consistently in the points. So that's, that's just unacceptable. Um, So he, he won't be there next year. I, I just, I don't know who it's going to be. Gasly makes sense, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Especially I mean, you after
2: the that great drive that in Monaco. For Gasly, I mean not for Ricardo. Ricardo yeah. did not have a great drive. Gasly did.
0: Gasly had a great drive, but Sam, to your point, like the McLaren is three tenths off of George Russell. Not that bad. It's not, not great. bad. No, that's what I'm great. saying. Not it's that bad.
1: It, you should be in the points most races, and Ricardo just he's just not there. Bad. He's he's really not
0: good. Like it's, it's starting just, to get alarming. It absolutely stinks,
1: to be perfectly
0: honest. I'm gonna go back to the well on this one. Time to hit the panic button for Ferrari?
2: No, because if they hit the panic button, then they screw shit up.
0: No, that's if they hit the pit button.
2: But they hit the pit button because they hit the panic button.
0: Yeah, they, but no, my question is for the drivers and the constructors, or less of the drivers because it's more in Charleston, but Sam, you, you had uh, Ferrari to win the constructors, what, like plus 2000 before the season, which was an unbelievable Niles bet out of you. 200, close enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh, are you hitting the panic button on that yet? No, I'm
1: not not quite yet because the brass tacks of it is they have the best car. Um, now that we're into the European portion of the schedule, they their car is going to cont- continue to be the fastest out there. So while they clearly have deficiency in the department of strategy and all that, if you have the fastest car, you're you have a chance to you know, to win. So I'm not hitting the panic button quite yet, but they need to clean their act up or they're in some serious trouble. I'll put it to you this way. The only team that
2: can keep Ferrari from winning both the drivers and constructors championship is Ferrari themselves. They had, Mo- they had Monaco in the bag. They had Spain in the bag, Spain, some reliability issues cost you the win there. Then they threw the win away in Monaco. If they don't clean their shit up, they're done. They're out of it for the rest of the season.
0: Gun to head, which one do they win if you can only pick one? Oh.
2: Constructors. Oh, I'm going Constructors, too.
0: Wow. You don't think Charles is more of the asset and that Signs is more of the liability compared to the, the Red Bull two drivers?
2: Well, if we're going off the past two races, Sainz finished ahead of,
1: of Chuck and both. It's tough to screw up two drivers races every weekend as for one. It is yeah. true.
0: I don't know though. We thought that this Red Bull car was going to look atrocious in Monaco, and they weren't it that. Did. They weren't that bad. Well, but they were.
1: They were clearly behind Ferrari, though. Like easily behind them. Easily, but
0: they went one. And I think one. That the
1: more of the surprise is that Mercedes didn't split
0: them. Yeah, I think that's more of the surprise for sure. But Baku, it's got twisty bits, but it's got two DRS zones their best chance was coming out of spain and monaco to really get some good points in in the current circuit because then they go to canada and canada's got a lot of drs zones they got silverstone they still got monza those are all high speed circuits i mean so really, I'm just wondering, monza's
2: the monza's really the only like truly truly high speed one that
0: one's basically an oval um, they got they got france which is probably a two stopper compared to what they did last year
2: is it is it Paul Ricard that they're yes. racing in France I hate Paul Ricard.
0: System. I don't know uh if it was me and I was in the Red Bull again at this time last year Red Bull was behind Mercedes so like anything can happen guys I'm gonna ask you every single week that they don't finish one two if it's uh hitting the panic button not but yet. it's a long season it's a long it's season it's a long
1: season it's we a such long such a season
0: what is this race five six
2: I think this was six
0: out of 23 22 I mean we're not even halfway through I don't know Actually. They're only 35 points behind that's like a one two and one red bull dnf away from being back in time for the constructors like it's not that far out of no, the mix man. when do we last question honest to god last question when do we see like a crash between red bull and ferrari Oof. we had like four last year between max and lewis and we've it'll happen it'll happen it'll happen honestly
2: turn eight at baku could happen if they're close turn enough one at baku Ah, uh, that turn 8 is is uh, like that turn 8 is a nightmare at Baku.
0: Guys, last sorry, I keep saying last. We didn't even talk about this. Last topic for today, Monaco Grand Prix, does that should that stay on the calendar for 2023? The contract's up. Uh, uh, Stefano, you talked a lot about it in the blog that it's a beautiful circuit. I think Max heading into the weekend was asked and he's like you know, if this was proposed under the current calendar, it probably wouldn't make its way through, but it's too historic to take off. Do you guys see that Monaco staying on for the F1? Oh, God.
2: Back? Oh, God. With li- If they try to negotiate with Liberty Media and try to keep the same terms that they've historically had forever uh, in those negotiations, Liberty Media is going to say no. They're going to say no. Because Liberty Media is in the business to make money, they don't care if a Formula if a Formula One circuit has history. Okay, that's why we're getting Las Vegas next year. That's why we'll probably get more races in the Middle East or in Asia in the coming years. Um, I can easily see Monaco falling off completely. Would I like Monaco to fall off? No. Uh, it's a be- like we said, it's a beautiful circuit steeped in in not just formula one history but rallying history as well uh, a portion of the world rally championship has been held there for for ages um i don't want to see it gone tons of fans don't want to see it gone but when it comes down to it i mean money talks and bullshit walks if the figure's not right liberty media says goodbye
0: sam what do you think well, it's okay. First of all,
1: it's one of 22, 23 races. So I don't think Liberty Media is going to chuck it for the purpose of making money making money. I I don't buy that. Um, second off, I don't think that we should judge fully what this track's gonna be like with these cars on this year. I think it was just wacky in the rain, screwed everything up. Um, but I think they can make they can make it better, you know, maybe throw another drs zone uh maybe on the straight through the tunnel maybe just make the whole track just like a drs zone the whole track the flaps just open the whole entire time um, maybe that would turn. i just you know you got to figure that out maybe just a, a just a literally a full lap of drs maybe do something like that but no i, I think you keep it i just it's too historic you got to keep it um, I'll take another wacky weekend, uh, if it just means keeping the historic track, I think it would just be stupid to drop it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on the Monaco track quite yet.
0: Oh, I'm I do. fully on the panic button. I'm fully 100% pull it off the calendar. I, it's just not designed for what these guys are supposed to do. It sucks to say like, it's a great historic race, but like bring back the Hockenheim ring, bring back Germany, bring back Japan. I mean they're going to have 23 calendar they're going to have We've Vegas a race next in Japan year. they've got Miami last year they I should just like, okay here here's an idea
1: and they should just cancel Monaco and just fill it on the calendar with the Indy 500
0: you mean just don't race and just watch the Indy 500
1: <laughs> no all the F1 drivers maybe like before the Indy 500 or after it and just do an F1 race on the Indianapolis 500 track and just do their own Indianapolis 500 I mean
0: oh. we're getting so many more races on the calendar that
1: that
0: one, <laughs> <And> one, <like, laughs> one more point that I think
2: we're not touching on is uh, Formula One wants to like sort of adjust their calendar a little bit for the coming years, where more races are held where the, the regional the regional races are held more uh, close together in the calendar. So like all the European races will be held, you know back to back to back to back rather than, you know, Race in Monaco, Baku. Then they cross the ocean back to Canada. So that will probably be looked at as well. Yeah. So we
1: go, we go Vegas, Miami, Austin, Indy. Five yeah. Weeks, that, that's that's the idea. Straight, all in five straight weeks. Add Indianapolis in there, and we do Indy 500 to wrap up the American part of the circuit.
2: But to back back to uh, Monaco's position on the calendar, it's honestly not looking good because Monaco really only ever wants to have this one weekend to have the race. They want this last weekend in May. Uh, and if that's if that's going to be the case and Formula One wants to do that whole regional race strategy, whatever the, whatever they're doing, um, they'll have to move around a lot of the Gr- the rest of the Grand Prix to suit Monaco. So Liberty Media will probably just pull the plug on that if, if that's going to be the case and Monaco is going to be stubborn about uh the particular race state that they want so that's another thing to 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 take into consideration
0: i mean i'm with you sam on it if they want to do something they need to add another drs zone and frankly what they could do they have a drs detection zone heading into the tunnel you remove that speed trap with the turns 10 and 11 that all the drivers end up blowing right through anyway and you go into turn 12 as the speed trap. And so coming out of the tunnel, because I think the tunnel to be DRS, it's a little bit too curvy. So coming out of turn nine, DRS activates once you come out of the tunnel, you go all the way down the streets, widen that slightly because they already have that chicane and then you go into turn 12 and that's your speed trap. Now, it's not a great historical sector, too. Or the other thing you could do is a DRS detection zone in 10 and 11 and you're straight away from 12 into that 18th where you kind of go around that curvy part and then come up around the, the pit entry, you remove 13, 14, 15, that chicane and you just make it another back straight. Like you got, if you want to keep this Monaco circuit, these cars are too big, too bulky. We saw it with Alonzo. You couldn't even pass him when he was going in fifth gear. It's ridiculous. It's an absolute joke that you can't pass a train of cars in wet conditions behind Fernando Alonso. It's pathetic. Get rid of the calendar. Get this off the calendar. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see it in dry conditions. Nobody wants to see it in wet conditions. They've done their job with the regulations on the cars. Get rid of Monaco. It's bad or rework the entire track. And I know it's hard because it's a street circuit, but it's pathetic when you have eight cars behind Fernando Alonso and not one can overtake them even down a back street. It's pathetic. What are we doing?
2: Grand
1: procession. What are we doing? Wait, anyway, what if what if for just this race they use old cars?
0: <sighs> I hate that. Well, why? Like that. Then you guys are gonna be bitching and moaning because Charles leclerc is gonna crash again with an old car.
2: I mean, to be fair, probably all of them are gonna crash with the old cars. All right, what about the what about if this they, if they race with the If they race with the V10s, none of them can none of them can handle the torque on the okay, V10. I,
1: I really like this idea. Monaco go becomes on, on. like the all-star game and you do old cars and it doesn't count for the standings but it's still on the schedule you race at monaco but it's like an all-star game so only 10 people get only 10 people get in and it's like top 10 drivers start the year and they drive old cars and it's an all-star game
0: i actually you, Me, know, you know what like he but, games and stuff. Let's tease this out. This is sick, actually, Sam. It's like a skills competition. Yeah, like, they do exactly, a fastest yes, lap. Like yes, whoever can do the fastest yeah, yeah, qualifying yeah, yeah. lap, yes. and then maybe they do like almost like a relay, right? So like you yep. go into the pits, and they like they put the new tires on. You get out of the car, and then like, you do like the two thousand three Ferrari,
1: and then, and then like the yeah. nineteen ninety eight one comes out. And you yeah, have exactly. Yeah, and like, then it, you
0: got like it. Lewis, like Team Lewis and Team Max, and they like draft their teams, yep. and it's like a combined thing. That no, That's uh, what that would be really cool. Hit. Jokes aside, that's a great idea. I love that idea. What do you? In that think? way, and that way, you keep
1: Monaco in 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 place. It becomes a big party. because could the all star game like the NBA all star game. Love it. Like huge party with strippers and stuff.
0: And you could do you it know, right that, before the summer but, break.
1: Yeah, exactly. I like it. We're to something. There. I love that.
0: And 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 yeah, a DRS zone and, and the tunnel. It's all DRS. It would Everything's be all DRS, DRS the all star game. Yep. Everything's DRS.
1: Yep. The older Sam cars DRS. don't even have DRS. <laughs> uh, we would put them on. We'd figure out a way to have them on. They didn't need it.
2: They, they raced without like, it. Ne- they got like because the drivers back. were better.
0: I love that idea, Sam. Make it like a skills competition, yeah, like fastest really, pit yeah. stop. Like literally, like have all the teams like come into the pits. Like who who gets the fastest pit stop? Who gets like the the fastest lap of the race? Like yep. who gets the fastest sectors? Right, like sector one. Like oh wow, straight line speed. Like Red Bull got it with their yep. old car. That'd be way more fun, way more exciting. We'll do like an overtaking
1: competition.
0: Like yeah. you have like
1: a marker car and then like the car's gotta overtake in like certain corners.
0: Yeah, like everyone's doing like a rolling start behind the safety yeah. car and then like they just go and it's like, okay, like who can who can get out ahead fast? Who gets like the better start? Oh, you know what else is a good one? Who gets like the fastest start on the grid into turn one? So you line yeah. up like it's like a drag race. Path
1: is zero to sixty.
0: Yep. No, I I think Monaco needs to go. Go! It needs to get off the circuit, but it needs to be replaced with a skills competition, all stars type game at Monaco. Love it!
2: Hell yeah! Fire it up!
0: Love it, guys! I'm I'm excited. This was a boring race, but we we had a lot of fun talking about it. Some really interesting stuff. But we turned our attention to Baku. So you know, I'm very much looking forward to Baku next week. Uh, we got our our episode going to be dropping mid next week. We'll be doing our our Baku race preview, and until then, guys, like hell yeah, fire it up. See you in Azerbaijan.
2: Let me just say one more thing, gents. I just want to I just want to give a quick shout to a close friend of the podcast, B Man. Um, he sent us this story a little while ago. We we forgot to cover it in the last episode because uh, we're also going to give a shout out to Sebastian Vettel. Uh, chasing down a bunch of thieves on a scooter after uh, the Spanish Grand Prix. What a loaded nail gun, okay? You're You're a multimillionaire Formula One driver. What do you care if somebody steals something from you? But that guy had the balls, had the grit to get on his little electric scooter with violence on his mind and chase those reprobates down. Good on you, Seb.
0: That's a wrap for us on this week's episode of In The Points. We are back to our regularly scheduled program as we look ahead to Baku, where tire explosions, lockups, and forgetting that the magic button was on plagued title rivals of Max and Lewis last year as Checo Perez took home his first race win for the Red Bull team. What will this circuit have in store for us this year as both red bull and ferrari are keen to take some points away from one another and mercedes is looking to capitalize on their success in spain please like subscribe and smash all those bells and whistles so you never miss the hottest formula one takes in the business and tune in next wednesday for our baku race preview And as always, now on Thursday, tune into our YouTube channel where we'll be exclusively posting Sam's Bets as a video episode along with all of our other video podcasts. Thanks to all for listening. And as always, stay out of that dirty air and keep pushing.